song, a book, and a dish. On 702. 13 minutes to 6. It's something we do every Friday. It's something we look forward to all week. We call it a song, a book, and a dish because we spend time with somebody who you may have know something about or think you know very, very well. And we ask them to pick a favorite song, to pick a book that's uh, either they just like or that's been particularly inspiring. We talk a little bit about food, not just about food, but meals, because they're not always exactly the same thing. My guest knew at a very young age that she wanted to go into the world of medicine. She's carved out a really crucial career, not just for herself, but for the many, many people who've benefited not only from the services that she's provided, but also for from the teaching that she's done in hospitals at the University of Witwatersrand and beyond. Dr. Carol Ann Ben is considered to be one of the top breast cancer experts around the world. She has created something called the Breast Health Foundation. She's been an activist for care and for people who need care, and we're delighted to have her with us in the studio. Prof, welcome. It's good to have you on 702 Drive. The pleasure's mine. Thanks. So let me first ask you this. I saw an interview where you said you knew at five that you wanted to be a doctor. Um, Did you know what a doctor did apart from the broad? Not a lot. So I wanted to um, do things to help people and I, we'd found like an old snake and I was slowly dissecting it, much to my parents' horror. I think it was yes, like five, mine too. five I wasn't weeks even old. There. Yes. yes, absolutely. Tried to put all the bones back together, which is a hell of a thing. <laughs> Probably why I never went into orthopedics. Took one look at that little thing. So, yeah, um, didn't have a lot of idea. Wasn't really um, encouraged by my parents. I come from a teaching background and I'm, I, I write well. But I'm really dumb at maths, okay? So I always say it to the, to the medical students, you know, if you want to do something, it's about hard work and determination. So I think I memorized every single maths paper yes. that ever passed paper hit from a matric point of view to crack it to get in, okay? But everyone wanted me to go into journalism and not um, medicine. So your dad was what, an entrepreneur? Your mom was a teacher? So my dad was Mr. Crinklecut. He did Willard's chips and he brought in um, Stimmerl and Willard's and all those things. And he was really very good at marketing and seeing the food industry in terms of what was happening. My mom um, was a teacher and, in fact, she was a really strict teacher. I remember having to call her Mrs. Ben in a class, which As was like ev- everyone was like, yeah. when I said, hi, mom, okay. And um, she really encouraged us to just follow what we wanted to do. Very much a bit of a teacher by day, activist by night. So she mm-hmm. was very involved in um, uh, UCT in the in the 50s or the, maybe the 40s. I don't know how old she is. Old, okay. Older and than old, you anyway. Absolutely, okay. I think early 80s in terms of pushing rights, okay. So even now she does a lot of work on soup kitchens and poverty relief, etc. So it's really my background. So, so mealtimes, because right. we'll, we'll start with food. I mean, what's happening? Uh, presumably, uh, you're not eating crinkle-cut chips or stimmerol. No. What, what kind of food was served at the table? But more importantly, perhaps, what, what were you all talking about? So, so you're talking about when I was growing up? Yes, okay. yes. So let me just say that my mom's cooking wasn't... Uh, 
I love her dearly, but my brother went to the army. He was one of the last batches, and he loved the food. Okay, <laughs> things would move in her fridge from one floor to another. So I kind of grew up not really with a great food appreciation. I love it because Charles is very much a foodie. Charles is your husband, husband right? Okay. Charles Van is an emergency specialist, so they really like to cook and do things. And for me, it was about grabbing a cup of coffees, which I still do at like yes. five in the morning working my whole day and coffee and green tea. And that's why I say um, celery is God's pretzel. You grab something on a run and you go. But I, I have got a family who loves food, so I'm privileged in that I have exposure to lots. And, and tomorrow night, I believe, is Charles Fish and Chips. 100%. Tell us about that. You have to come around. He does this. I think it's like a something uh, encrusted hake and chips and every Saturday night such that my kids are like, please tell me we're not having fish and chips again. <laughs> Mom loves it and therefore yeah. that's what we do. But um, Did, did he, your kids ever have their grands cooking? I mean, do, yes, they, have, yes, yes, do yes. they have perspective so Charles, at least? Charles, well, not my mom's, but yeah. Charles' mom is also a foodie. Oh, I see. So, and they actually lived on our property and helped look after the kids. Like you heard me say, I'm very much a blended family. And also with me being at work all the time, etc. the children are really independent. They grew up in government hospitals. They were breastfed there for the first two years. And they... Um, Really, when people tell me, what have your kids done in matric or have you met the teacher? I'm like, no, okay. Yeah. I expect them, if there's a problem, to call, but they need to grow up to be responsible, independent people. Let, let's talk a little bit about your work because yeah. you worked at Chris Harney Baraguana. Yeah. You're doing a lot of trauma work yeah. and you got into breast surgery, breast cancer yeah. and the issues in that area of medicine by accident or by, by so, intention? So my partner was a black doctor and we were, uh -huh. we didn't go into the white hospitals and um, I realised from my exams that I actually hadn't seen a breast cancer. So I approached an old guy called Myron Langer, amazing gentleman. He taught me and I said, if you need a favour, give me a shout. He fell down the stairs at Joburg Jen and I went into Joburg Jen, looked at this clinic. It was a nightmare. No care of people, doctors sitting, reading the newspaper, saying we're going to take your breast off. I'm like, how do we pe treat people this way? Yes. So I got funding to go overseas and the rest is history. And I've really pushed for the rights of that. So I set up a massive unit at at um, Chris Harney, Helen Joseph, with my non-glorious demise from there. But the very good news is, you know, when disaster strikes, sometimes better things happen. Yes. So I'm now managing... A similar size clinic in private. Um, I just I do it for nothing, and we fund out everything. And I'm being able to operate on patients in private at no cost to them, which means they don't have to worry about waiting times, delays, and just to be able to do something because yes. we have to fix systems. Yeah, and 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 I suppose after a day, uh, a long week of yeah. that, uh, I asked about books, and boy, did you give me a mix. On the one hand, you said you love. <laughs> Good romances, Laura 100%. Roberts, Jill Mansell, but then yeah. you also said, but if you had to choose a favourite book, it would, it would be Zog and the Flying Doctors. Oh, um, I'm telling you why. That is a book that, uh, the reason why I put it in is reading is so important and mm, thank you mm. for that being part of the show. I think every single person should read to their kids. Yes. And um, that's the one thing we did. We have children who love reading and if you start with a clever Julia uh, Donaldson or something Zog is a very much a hashtaggy book the girl saves the prince she um, becomes a doctor she has a dragon and I, and I can't encourage people enough to get involved in reading it worries mm -hmm. me this 
quick YouTube, listen to something audio and not get the concept. So good for your brain. Yes. So I read every night. I, I said I, I was a bit embarrassed to sit here on your show. I'm never going to tell a story about myself. You know, you see these people who sit in an exclusive with this fancy, fancy book and it mm. looks all, all scary. I read for enjoyment every single night. I can clock seven or eight books a week. Okay. Wow. They can be complete rubbish. I read really fast. Um, Tia actually got me on to a really interesting YA, a Hollyborn um, book. Um, she's so pretty or something. It is amazing about bringing about a dystopian. This is your daughter, hey? yeah, 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 yeah. She's in the UK doing education. Dystopian take on females, on kids, on pornography, on mm. um, concepts of, you know, that. Botox, makeup, you have to look really a worthwhile read. Yeah, okay. and very very nice to be in a household with younger people and they're bringing what they find sure, interesting sure. And, and adding it to sure. to your library. Let's talk music a little bit. Do you, do you have music on when you're in this in the surgery? I mean, Yeah, I do. And um, we usually have arguments about which playlist. I'm the playlist queen. So I yes. survived COVID on playlists. Yes. So I was really anxious when I first started, changed my will, went in thinking, okay, that's it. And you keep on listening to the numbers and then you Google which doctor had this and that and who died. I thought, what am I doing? I switched it all off. I playlist for Africa. So from I can listen to anything, ZZ Top, anything. I've got mix and match playlists. And that really helped me get all the way through COVID. In fact, we're doing three music studies at the moment. Right. During anesthetic, people choosing their song when they go to sleep. Okay. And um, we're also looking at playing music in the chemo suites. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm trying to see because I, I'm convinced that music has some immune benefit. You yeah. know, that happy music. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I can imagine because, I mean, people say music affects plants. Music can uh, shape the way vineyards uh, produce grapes and, and from that from that wine as well. So you've chosen uh, George Ezra. It's off the album uh, Gold Rush Kid. 2022, it came out, Green, Green Grass. You had a lot of difficulty choosing this, but you did pick this song. Tell us why. Because I've got date night tonight with Charles. The kids are all out and about, and we're going to go, I think, to the local Peron and have a nice date. And I thought... Babe, that'll put you in the mood. Okay, okay. so so okay. George, so George Ezra is yeah. something that has resonance in your Not relationship. At no. Not at all. So no. so like I said, playlist queen. What did I feel like? We got married to a Mark Knopfler song. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, story storybook love from Princess Bride. So I just like music. So I could pick anything. It was a difficult pick. Yes. I just thought, yes. why not? It'll get people into the Friday night mood. Thank you so much, Professor Carol and Ben. Carol, very, yes. <laughs> the very best of luck with all the work you're doing at the Thank Breast you. Health Foundation and beyond. Let's enjoy the song you've chosen as your song is part of a song, a book, and a dish. Here's George Ezra. When she moves like lightning And she counts to three Then she turns out all the lights And says she's coming for me Now put your hands up This is a heist And there's no one in here living Gonna make